I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. NFL Divisional Round Best Bets. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code JustBaseball or code JustGridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match on the best daily fantasy app. In this episode, Colby is back. I'm Peter Apple. I'm your host, and we're giving you our best bets for the first round of the NFL playoffs. Technically, the wild card round is the first round, but they like to call this the first round officially because it's all the division winners and it's the teams that move past that wild card round. Colby, before we get into our best bets, and then of course at the end of this episode, we will get into our player props. We recapped Sunday and Saturday on the Monday episode where we did very well. Um, I almost sw- I swept the board on those two days. You had a great day, but we crapped the bed for Monday night football, especially me yourself. Well, you missed two props. I missed three props and I was on the bucks plus eight and a half. Colby and I were on the same side where we thought the Cowboys would win. I just didn't think they would win with margin, but Colby did win his best bet on the Cowboys. Best money line and spread baby out of baby. I put up a stinker on the bucks. So we got to win some coin back. And again, this episode, we both have a parlay. We both have a couple of picks and we have prize picks. Um, just some trends to look out for um, in this open divisional round. Um, it's clear that the number one seeds are in trouble, especially, especially some of these division matchups as well. All, the one seeds are not covering at a good rate. It's around a 40 to 42% rate in this round. So these big favorites of three or more, that's all of them. 49ers, Bills, uh, Eagles, and the Kansas City Chiefs all could be in trouble based on trends. Normally, the wild card, they point you towards favorites. And then in the division round, they point you towards the dogs. But you can't just blindly take them. We're going to have some favorites. We're going to have some underdogs as well. And I have a total. Colby, without wasting any more time, let's get into your first best bet of the weekend. You know who's not in trouble as a one seed is the Philadelphia Eagles, Peter. You just brought up that trend. You're telling me, you know, they're only covering a 40% clip. And that's great because trends are, are, are good to look at, but they also don't have total context of this matchup. And I think that the Eagles-Giants matchup, we've already seen it twice this year. We most recently saw it in a kind of pointless Week 18 matchup where Jalen Hurts was really just coming back from his injury The Giants were starting their backup quarterback and they covered that game, but it just felt like one of those games where no one really cared. The Eagles were going to win anyway. The Giants kind of did a backdoor cover on the Eagles. This is playoff football. And when you look back to the the Eagles-Giants in their first matchup, the Eagles absolutely rocked the socks off the Giants, Peter. 48-22. to It wasn't even close. And I think coming into this game, The Giants are kind of a sexy pick, right? They just upset the Vikings in round one, who were really, you know, a team that that we didn't view highly. We I had the Giants last weekend because I didn't view the Vikings as strong as their record showed. And and I thought they were, you know, a good matchup for the Giants. But the Eagles are a really bad matchup for the Giants in this game. Um, The Eagles are averaging 28 points per game. They're they're only giving up 20 points. Daniel Jones did not play well in that first uh, matchup against the Eagles. He had 170 yards and a touchdown. Then he got hurt. But 
I, I don't see this game even being close. Um, so I'm going to take Eagles minus seven and a half. I really don't even care about the seven. I know people really want to get down to that seven number, um, but I really don't think it matters here. Um, I'm also going to sprinkle on Eagles alt line minus 13 and a half at plus 155 as well, because I really think this is a blowout. I could see it being a blowout. I have a prop in this Eagles game and the Eagles will be in my parlay. So I'll just move on because I'll touch on them a little bit later. But I'm definitely leaning towards the Eagles with you, Colby, even though a lot of trends point me toward the Giants. But at the same time, if you look at the matchup, if you look at what's on the field, the Eagles should blow out the Giants based on just how both these two teams play, what the Giants want to do versus what the Eagles can stop. Like when the Eagles have Lane Johnson... Jordan Davis and Jalen Hurts, and they're at home. This is like the best team in the NFL. Yes. And I and I know not everybody likes betting on teams off the rest, right? But I don't really care. Also, what's really weird to me is that the Giants have just been having money pouring in on them, right? On VEASAN, 70% of bets, 65% of the handle. But the line is just sticking at that plus seven and a half number, right? That's for a reason. I don't think the Eagles are getting enough respect in this matchup. I agree with you because if the Eagles hadn't had that, you know, the past couple weeks of the season, once they clinched, they kind of just coasted into the playoffs. Like if I, I felt if they kept their foot on the gas, the Eagles might be nine and a half point favorites in this one or 10 point favorites, but they haven't. We just saw the Giants do really well against the Vikings, but perception of the Vikings is not that strong, kind of similar to Dallas. They beat a bad Buccaneers team. How much? Are we putting stock into that matchup? We'll talk about that a little bit later. How about we talk about that right now? My first best bet of the weekend. I am on the under 46 and a half in 49ers versus Cowboys. Um, uh, once I saw this number, it was easily my favorite bet of the weekend. So I was going through a lot of the totals. We just saw last week in the wildcard round overs went five and one. And you could argue they should have gone six and oh, but Brett Maher missed four extra points, and I saw this hilarious video, Colby. Uh, it's the Fusco Show. They're on TikTok. They're pretty popular. They, they're they big Eagles fans, and they were blaming Dak Prescott for Brett Maher's mistakes because he didn't score enough touchdowns in the regular season, so Brett Maher didn't have the same practice time to make those in the playoffs, which is obviously incredibly stupid, but it is hilarious because Dak Prescott – the reason why I thought that the Bucs wouldn't lose with margin is because the point still stands about the Dallas Cowboys that on grass, they have not been as good of a football team. They have not been as prolific as they have at home or on turf fields on the road. So, And the Dallas Cowboys are traveling on a short week from Tampa Bay all the way to San Francisco. And the 49ers defense is the best in the NFL. Now they've had they've had they've shown some cracks here. Lufanga is a guy in their secondary who hasn't been as prolific as he has been in the first half, but still this 49ers defense, if you look at where they rank in basically every metric, whether it be against the pass or against the run, they are as good of a defense as there is in the NFL. But the Dallas Cowboys are a top five defense in the NFL. This is a matchup on Sunday night football where we see 75% of the money, 71% of the handle coming in on the over, but now I'm starting to see 46s and 45s and a half. There is a clear sharp 
square divide here where the public sees what Dallas did against the Buccaneers, putting up 30 plus points, and they've seen what Brock Purdy has been able to do. But what did the Dallas Cowboys do really well? They're really, really good at stopping the run. And if Brock Purdy is relied upon to throw the ball a ton against this Cowboys team, which we just saw Brady threw it about 55 times and had almost no success. I'm not sure Brock Purdy in this first round in this game against the Cowboys with how good of a defense has been when he hasn't faced that many good defenses overall this year. I feel like he may have some troubles. There could be some turnovers here. I think this game is going to be around like 23, 20, maybe even lower than that. So I think around these key numbers of 45, 46, 44, I would take it all the way down to like 44 because I think this is going to be a battle of two of the top defenses in the NFL everyone's looking at the shiny objects on both offenses but the way these two teams win is on the defensive side give me the under 46 and a half uh I do not think that the again I don't think the Cowboys are are even on the same level as the 49ers in this matchup um you know the, the number is at minus three and a half right now um but Pete just to talk about your your total here your under um, I think that this under is a good play, not because I think that the 49ers are going to struggle to score as much as the Cowboys are going to really struggle to score in this matchup. Um, San Francisco is allowing the, the least amount of yards per rush this year, 3.4 yards per rush. They don't really get to the quarterback that much, but I think they're going to pressure Dak enough to put him in, in some uncomfortable situations. I think it, Dak is going to throw at least a pick in this game. Um but they're just going to stop the run. They're going to stop Tony Pollard, washed up Zeke Elliott. Um, so I, I I like this pick for that reason. Um, and the 49ers are one of my favorite plays this week. So if, I, if you want me to go into my pick. Go ahead. Um, so my next pick is I, I already gave you the pitch on why I, I love the Eagles. So what better way to get the 49ers down with that money line because I feel safer with the money line of the 49ers rather than taking that three and a half because you know there is a there is a scenario where the 49ers win by a field goal and you're screwed at that minus three and a half number so what I'm doing is I'm parlaying the 49ers money line with Eagles money line that gets you down to minus 115 um I, frankly, I just think the 49ers are the better team here. They have so many offensive weapons. You mentioned that the Cowboys stop the run well, but they're still giving up 4.4 yards per carry. Um, what the Cowboys do so well is get to the quarterback, um, but the 49ers have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Brock Purdy can manage the pocket. He's going to have easy throws as he's had all season, right? Brock Purdy might not be the best quarterback in football, but he can be one of the best quarterbacks on one of the best offenses in football, right? He doesn't have to carry this offense. Um, so at the end of the day, 49ers defense is really, really damn good. And I think this offense is good enough to put up 24, 27 points in this game and they, they should win this game. All right. If they're putting up 24, 27, my, uh, my under could be in trouble here. Um, but I do think that the 49ers will be able to move the ball enough to win this game. Um, but you know, it is interesting that um, the reason why I also like this under so much is the Dallas offense, I feel like, is going to come slow out of the gate with the travel, with the short rest. That's not a good recipe for an offense here, especially going up against a 49ers team. And I think people, after watching the Bucks cowboys game, you know, everyone was crapping all over McCarthy before that. And then they saw how well he schemed up on this Bucks team. And now they're giving him a lot of credit. But Byron Lefwich fired. Five offensive assistants for the Buccaneers fired. This head coaching for the Buccaneers 
is just terrible. Now Mike McCarthy has to go up against Kyle Shanahan, arguably the best coach in the NFL. I think Kyle Shanahan will scheme enough for them to win this game, but I agree. I think the number feels right. Like three and a half, four just just feels right to me. Like I think the 49ers win, but I think it's going to be between three or four points. I think it's going to be pretty slow. I don't think the Cowboys put up over 20 points. And I don't think that the 49ers put up 24 to 27, if I'm being honest, because this Cowboys team is still really, they have a great defense. Like their secondary is also very, very good. Does it worry you down the stretch? The Cowboys gave up 34 points to the Eagles. They gave up 40 to the Jaguars. They even gave up like 23 to the Texans. Does that concern you at all? Not particularly, because I think we saw the Dallas defense come to play in the playoffs um, and sometimes in these regular season games. And you could argue that, those two offenses that you at least listed first are more prolific than the Cowboys. Like we've seen what the Jaguars have been able to do. We've seen the what the Eagles, mean. excuse me, than the 49ers, like the Cowboys gave up 34 to the Eagles, 40 to the Jaguars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm right. saying those offenses are at least as prolific as, as the one that you mentioned. Sure. So that's why um, I definitely lean the 49ers, but I like the under um, a little bit more. Uh, so moving on to my next pick, um, this is a sharp square divide. Um, so the opening line for Bills versus Bengals, it opened up at six and a half um, late Sunday. And then what happened? It got bought all the way back down to three and a half, four. And in my opinion, I thought it was heading for three because that's where I think the line should be about three and a half, three. I thought that was fair. And then it got bet all the way back up to four and a half. Now it's sitting at around five, five and a half, depending on what book you have. Um, and we're seeing mostly five and a halfs in the market, but it hasn't touched six yet. I haven't seen it go back up to six. I'm going to be on the Bengals plus the four and a half here is my official pick. Um, and you'd say, well, Peter, there's a five and a half available. And what I'd say is that's kind of a dead number in football. Um, the five number, rarely do you see any games land on five. Um, it's normally between on the six or on the four, but five is kind of a dead zone, so I'm not too worried about it. If this got up to six, I'd be a little bit more worried. But whenever I hear people talk about this Bills-Bengals game, and there are a lot of smart people, a lot of really people that I really respect are all over this Bills team. And I was on the Bills in that first game against the Bengals when I got the Bills money line at minus 120 because I I thought that the Bills could would win that game on offense on defense they rate by the stats better than the Bengals do I guarantee if you find a model they're all going to point you towards the Bills in this matchup but what do we know about the Bills in the past couple of seasons they have not performed as well in the playoffs we saw that in their first game that wasn't just some fluke game by the Bills where normally they roll but they just kind of got caught there. This is a style of a Bills team that needs the big play and needs Josh Allen to push the ball down 50 yards on these big plays. And he's been having a lot of turnovers. Not only the turnovers, he just hasn't looked that great or as good as he was earlier before the elbow injury. This Bills team, I don't put a lot of faith in. And if you remember when, you, when we were watching that Bills-Bengals game, as soon as the game started, I felt like I was on the wrong side. The Bengals score that early touchdown. They say, we want the ball, touchdown immediately. Then it was 7-3. Then they were moving the ball, of course, before that happened to DeMar Hamlin. Incredibly unfortunate. 
good to see that Demar Hamlin at least is looking better. Everything is trending towards him being back healthy, at least at some point. Um, and everyone is pointing towards, well, the Bengals have no offensive line. Kappa is out. Lyle Collins is out. And now Jonah Williams is out. But the Bengals made the Super Bowl with a far below average offensive line. If you're telling me when the Bengals keep every single game close and the Bills have these turnover issues that I'm going to get over four, I'm going to get four and a half. I know that the sharp side is the Bills. And if you want to follow the sharp side blindly, that's the Bills. But in this game, I think that the Bengals beat the Sharps like they have all year long. So give me the Bengals. Joe Burrow, I'm riding with him because I think that Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Offensive line issues are one thing, but the Bills also have defensive line issues, right? They have not gotten the same pressure without Von Miller on this team. Um, they rate out, you know, kind of in the middle on pressure rate. They rate out in the middle on sack percentage, but their sack percentage has dropped as the season has gone on and and without Von Miller. Um, so, uh, Pete, I'm with you on on Bengals plus five and a half. I, I, I'm taking that as one as as one of my picks as well. But I think there's another pick here that that supports that Bengals plus five as well. Um, and it's Bills Bengals under 48 and a half, right? You look at what the Bengals and the Bills have done against the top defenses and the top offenses in, in the football. Um, for example, the Bengals against the top defenses in football, they scored 22 points against the Pats, 24 points against the Ravens last weekend in the wild card game. They scored 17 points against the Ravens in week five. 17 points against the Cowboys in week four. So they didn't really go, they didn't put up 30 points against the best defenses in football, right? But then you look at the Bills, they also did not put up a bunch of points against the best defenses. 23 against the Ravens, 27 against the Packers was the most they put up, but the Packers were maybe a middling uh, defense. 17 against the Jets, 20 against the Jets again, 24 against the Pats, and then just 21 offensive points against the Pats in, in that week 18 matchup, right? Because they the Pats gave up two special teams touchdowns. So the Bills have not also gone after the top defenses in the league. And then you look at what uh, the Bengals have done on defense against the top offenses in football. They only allowed 24 points to the Chiefs, 15 points to the Dolphins with Tua, and 20 points to the Cowboys. But, Pete, I think you'll find this one interesting. The Bills' defense has actually not been very good against the top offenses in football. They have allowed points, which supports Bengals plus five and a half. 29 points to Tua, 25 points to Jared Goff and the Lions, which was one of the top offenses in football. 33 to the Vikings. You know, they only gave up 20 to the Chiefs, 21 to the Dolphins again. But, but, I don't know, man. I, I think, I like this under at 48 and a half. I think that the Bengals are going to be able to stop Josh Allen. Um, but I also think that, you know, you do have to account for that offensive line being at least a little banged up. I don't think that the Bengals are going to put up 30 points here. I really do have this as a 24-21 football game in one way or the other. I'm not sure who's going to win this game. I think the Bengals absolutely have a shot to win this game. I have a Super Bowl future on them. Um, but I, I agree. I think this is going to be, you know, a tough game and, and the Bengals are going to are going to cover. I agree. And it is one of those games where it does feel like every smart person I know loves the Bills. But you and I are on the Bengals. And the Bengals have been the public darling. And a lot of the models, they can't figure them out. And Joe Burrow, I feel like in this type of spot, Joe Burrow in this type of spot, he comes through. And I do think that they will be able to run the ball. 
And I think that's going to chew clock enough for it to be around this total. Um, but I agree with you. I would lean towards the under. I feel like you have to lean towards the under after a five and one over. And the public is already hammering every single over. You should already be looking towards this under. And when you broke it down, it makes a ton of sense. So I would lean towards the under with you. So your first three picks, go over them again, because I have one more parlay I have to get to. Sure. So I, I have four picks and I've already given them uh, 49ers Eagles money line parlay minus 115. I just feel like it's a way to get the 49ers at a better number than that minus three and a half. Um, I also have the Eagles minus seven and a half. I'm sprinkling on the alt line. I don't know if I'd, I'd recommend that. That's just something I'm going to do personally because I like the value there. Um, Bengals plus five and a half with you and then Bills Bengals under 48 and a half. Amazing. And before I get to my last pick, uh, make sure to download the Pickett Sports app. It is free. In the episode description, I am also running a giveaway on my Twitter. So this podcast is being recorded on Thursday. I will pick three winners. Each winner who quote tweets my tweet on Twitter, you can find it, um, is eligible to win $100 from us, three different people. So I recommend going over to my Twitter. You can find that in the episode description. Enter in the giveaway because I'm giving away 100 bucks to three different people who quote tweet following me on the picket sports app so definitely head over to my twitter it is at peter apple a-p-p-e-l 23 quote tweet that get involved download the picket sports app it is already free and you'll be entered in to win the hundred dollar giveaway not just one person three different people we have props at the end of this episode of course but my last play is a little bit cheeky it is a parlay that is plus 264 and yes i'm using cheeky i've been watching ted lasso British slang. I really do like it. So the first two plays, um, I'm on the same side as Colby. I think that the Eagles are the team, but this is a first half parlay. So I'm targeting all the matchups that I like and simplifying it into the halves and why I really like them. So the first leg of the parlay is the Eagles money line through the first half. If you look at the Eagles, they rank um, where do they rank in the first half on defense? The Philadelphia Eagles rank third in first half defense this year. They come out strong, especially after a bye week. And then they rank first in pace in the first half in terms of their offense. The Eagles are one of football's best first half teams. Plus you have um, a team in the Giants that rank in the bottom half of um Actually, where do they rank in defense? Yeah, they rank in the bottom half of defense in the first half. And then on offense, they're around average in the first half. So the Eagles should come out to a hot start in the first half. When we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm also taking them on the money line through the first half. You have Andy Reid coming off a bye. That is a favorable trend. But at the same time, I think Jacksonville, Doug Peterson making halftime adjustments could come back for a backdoor cover in this game. That's why I love the Chiefs through the first half on the money line. The Chiefs rank third in pace on offense. In terms of DVOA in the first half, they rank number two to the Eagles. Now, their defense ranks 23rd, but the Jacksonville Jaguars defense in the first half ranks 29th. Then the Jags, in terms of offense and DVOA and pace in the first half, they rank 10th. So the Kansas City Chiefs, with Andy Reid coming off the bye, should have a very good game plan for this Jacksonville team. They should come out hot. I am worried for a backdoor cover in the second half, but in the first half, the Chiefs should dominate. So those are the first two legs. It's the Eagles through the first half, 
and it is the Chiefs through the first half, both on the money line. Then the third leg, which makes it plus 264, is the 49ers versus the Cowboys first half under 22 and a half. So the reason why I love this under on top of everything from the X's and O's standpoint is that travel from Tampa Bay to um, the San Francisco area. That's going to make them come out sluggish, at least in my opinion, especially on short rest. Um, They're going to try and run the ball. And you mentioned it yourself. The 49ers have the best run D in the NFL. I feel like it's going to take a little while for them to get their offense going. And I also think that Shanahan in the first half is going to be a little cautious with Brock Purdy throwing the ball a ton because they don't want to get behind. They don't want an unfortunate interception from their rookie quarterback. I feel like it's going to be a conservative game script from Kyle Shanahan in the first half. And I also think that the Dallas offense comes out sluggish. You parlay those all together. The first half under in Cowboys versus 49ers, Chiefs and Eagles both on the money line through the first half. It's plus 264. That value is good enough for me. I really do like my first two picks. And then I love that parlay. The value's there. One unit on it to win 2.64 units. What do you think? The 49ers are in such a different world than the Cowboys. And the Cowboys were in such a different world than the Buccaneers. Right? Last weekend, I was all over the Cowboys because they're they're just such a better team. But I really believe that the 49ers are on a different level than the Cowboys here. And uh, Pete, I agree with you. I think the Dak is going to come out sluggish. I mean, they went three and out on their first drive last weekend. I could see a couple three and out, a couple punts in this game to start. And why I still like um, your 49ers play over the Cowboys, too, is because the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, they knew they were playing the Bucks. Like, they knew they were playing the Bucks for a while now. So they had weeks to game plan. Now you're on a short week going against the 49ers who are a completely different team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and my problem is I bet why I lost the props was I bet on what I thought the Buccaneers should do in order to win that game. You had to establish the run and you can't have Brady throw over 50 times. Brock Purdy's not going to throw over 50 times. He's going to throw 20 times. They're going to have Debo Samuel coming out of the backfield, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. They're going to have a full complement of running backs and scheming and just getting the ball on the ground so they don't let Brock Purdy be the reason why they lose this game. So the Cowboys have to face a completely different team with a way better defense, and the 49ers should win this game, and that's why definitely with you, Cowboys offense should struggle in this game on their fourth straight road game, Colby. Fourth straight road game. That's just really tough to do in the NFL. So definitely lean towards the 49ers, but I love the under both in the first half and on the full game. Feels like prop time. If I'm I'm ready for some prop talk. Before we get to the prop talk, make sure download the app prize picks. It is in the episode description. The link is in there. Use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download for that full instant deposit match. If you put in a hundred you get 100. If you put in 50, you get 50. If you put in 10, you get 10 in order to play these props for free. If you haven't done it yet, I highly recommend you do so because, of course, I know there's a lot of baseball listeners that are excited for the full season stuff. That'll all be on prize picks. Of course, it's the best daily fantasy app. So if you're not the football fan and you're just listening for fun, I greatly appreciate you listening, but make sure you get that in time for baseball season. And if you're just a football listener, we have plenty of props. Colby, your first one. 
Yeah. So I, I have a prop that, um, four prize picks and I'll give that first. I also have a prop that I'm going to be taking on the book because prize picks doesn't have it on the board. It's one of my famous interception props. I'm going to run through the interception board real quick. Cause only Brock Purdy is on there, which sketches me out. I think that means Brock Purdy's throwing an interception this weekend. Um, but regardless, here's my pick for prize picks this weekend. I am going with Daniel Jones, less than two seventeen and a half pass yards. And Pete, I don't know. We were texting about this last night. I sent you, do you remember the number I said to you last night? In the 220s, right? 224 and a half last night. It is at 217 and a half right now on prize picks. I looked on DraftKings, BetMGM as well last night. It was right around, you know, 221, 222 and a half. Now it's all the way down to 216 and a half. That means, you know, some big money's coming in on his under. Um and quite frankly, I think he 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 passes for under 200 yards in this game. Um in in the last matchup with the Eagles, um, he threw for 169. I mean, he's thrown for under 200 yards a lot this season. And you saw what they did last weekend against the Vikings. Daniel Jones was running a lot of design runs. He's making plays with his feet. I think Saquon Barkley's going to have to get involved in this game. Um, they're going to have to keep the Eagles off the field on offense and, and, and just have some of these long drives to keep this game close. Um, but I also think the Eagles defense is just that good that there's not much space for Daniel Jones to make big plays in this game. Um, it's going to be a dink and dunk, you know, masterclass from Daniel Jones, which we've seen him do time and time again. Um, and that, that just might be enough for him to stay in this game. Um, but I don't think he goes over 200 yards. So I'm, I'm going under 217 and a half. Gotta love it. This is my only issue is I should have jumped on it with you, but I agree. I think he throws over 200, but now I think this line is kind of correcting to what it should be. And I think that's what it will be around, but I still definitely lean towards you um, because I do like this play. Um, my first prop, um, and I like both of these the same. I'm playing both of them in an entry. Um, Dallas Goddard over four and a half receptions. I'm still kicking myself for not taking DJ Hawkinson. I love taking tight ends against this New York Giants team. And it doesn't matter if they're fully healthy. This Giants defense, when healthy, is much better than the numbers say. It's just a fact. I mean, I said that the doubt that the Giants defense was one of the worst in football by the numbers last week when I took the over and the over still hit and they did give up 24 points. But you can tell that this Giants defense, when they have a Dory Jackson back, when they have McKinney back, that this is a better Giants team, of course, but they still struggle against tight ends. TJ Hawkinson had 10 receptions for 129 yards against this Giants team. And I think Dallas Goddard will do the same. Dallas Goddard, by the numbers, is a top five tight end in this league. Last game, he had six receptions as well. And I think he'll just continue to roll here. Um, in terms of yards above replacement, he's actually number two in the NFL. In terms of catch rate, he is number four in the NFL. The Eagles should target their tight end plenty in this matchup because those Giants corners are back and they've been doing better against wide receivers. We, they, we saw what they did against Justin Jefferson. I think they will have success against A.J. Brown, and that's why I think Dallas Goddard will be featured a ton in this matchup. Give me over four and a half receptions for the Eagles tight end in Dallas Goddard. You got to love a, a tight end from North Dakota that went to South Dakota State named Dallas Clayton Goddard. I mean, what a freaking tight end name and background. But um, you're right, Pete. He he went off for six receptions for 46 yards against the Giants last time. Talk about a guy that killed my fantasy team this year. That's Dallas Goddard. Uh, that injury was brutal for me. But yeah, I think he's going to be a focal point in this game. I, I like this pick. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's seventh in yards with sustaining an injury this year. He is a very good tight end and should be heavily involved with the Giants healthy, especially in the secondary against those wide receivers. Dallas Goddard might end up leading this team in catches like TJ Hawkinson did against this Giants team. Love the four and a half. What's your next prop? Yeah, so let me take you back to last Friday when we were recording uh, this episode for last weekend's wildcard weekend. And I brought up how Trevor Lawrence was suspiciously on the prize picks board with an interception prop, right? Because before last weekend, he had thrown 15 touchdowns and just two interceptions in the nine games before that. He was having an unbelievable stretch. What did he do? He came out and threw four interceptions in the first half which was just mind-blowing. But then the second half, he found something. It clicked. He threw four touchdowns. He basically played a perfect second half. And so now, if this is, I'm playing this one on the books because right now I'm seeing Trevor Lawrence under an interception in this game at plus 130 on DraftKings. I got it on BetMGM uh, at plus 120. They took it off the board, which <laughs> is really, really weird. Um, but you're giving me, you know, to me, that's a market overreaction that it's sitting at plus money for a guy that has controlled the football well this year. And he's just coming off of like one of the worst all time halves of his probably entire career and his first playoff game. Exactly. And the Chiefs do not force that many turnovers. They're not a team that, that gets a lot of picks. Um, not a great defense overall. So I no. think that that uh, the Trevor Lawrence can can really have a, a, a solid day here um, and protect the football. So I'm taking this at plus value um, pretty easily. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a great play. I, I'm I might tell it with you. I'm just so afraid of interception props. But if there's anyone to give out interception props, I trust you because you've been nails. I think you missed one, missed two. maybe missed two, two on this podcast. Yeah. You've given out like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been nails. I think you missed a Justin Fields one when he threw one when he was obviously concussed and like, what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, I think arguably the interception props and totals have been just your your bread and butter this year. Um, but moving on to my second favorite prop, well, I, I like them both the same. Like I said, I'm taking Devin Singletary under 44 and a half rushing yards. Uh, so when I was watching the Bills game, I was watching the the game at the, uh, the local bar near my uh, apartment. And I'm just watching James Cook look like the starting running back of this team. He is out snapped in terms of rushing attempts past two games. Devin Singletary went over this. He had 10 carries for 48 yards in his last game. And the Bengals with DJ Reader are allowing under four yards per carry against um, running backs. DJ Reader is one of the best run stoppers in the NFL. And he's obviously healthy in this game. Devin Singletary, if he continues to get out-snapped by James Cook, but he's not getting out-snapped in the uh, receiving game. He's actually been catching more passes out of the backfield because he's a really good pass blocker. That's primarily how they've been using him in order to protect Josh Allen. But James Cook looks really, really good. And if I'm the Bills, I'm using James Cook more. And they've shown that in their last two games. This is not another one of those bets where I'm saying, what should they do? They've been doing this. That's where I got mistaken with Brady, pass attempts, and Leonard Fournette. I thought they should do that, and they weren't. The Bills are actually doing this with James Cook and Devin Singletary. So if 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 running backs are averaging about 3.8 yards per carry with DJ Reader in, and he's only getting between 8 to 10 carries, he shouldn't go over 44.5 unless he gets this huge run. And I would venture to say that he doesn't. So I'm going under 44.5 
with Devin Singletary. And we're getting a bit of value on prize picks because it's 43 and a half on books right now. So I'm going under 44 and a half for Devin Singletary. That's an interesting play, Pete. And I, I like how you're targeting the under on Singletary rather than going for the over on Cook, just because, like you mentioned, DJ Reader is when he's in the game, they're not allowing anything on the ground. I mean, even if you take their full season um, yards per rush attempt against, they're at 4.2 yards per rush attempt against, which is in the top 10 in the NFL. So they're a very good team against the run. Um, so I, I like this play a lot. And, and, going away from James Cook as well is I think a good move because they might just get stopped on the ground as is. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll get stopped. I was actually going to look at James Cook over yards, but I just thought they are pricing Devin Singletary as the lead back when I don't think he's the lead back anymore. Like you were watching the Bills game. Do you think, who do you think is the lead back in this backfield now in terms of a rushing <laughs> I mean, I attack? think, it, yeah, I think James Cook is going to get a lot of the, the carries, you're right. And, and, Devin Singletary comes on for third downs and they're obviously going to cycle through these guys are going to keep them fresh. Um, but yeah, it's not like Devin Singletary is going out there and getting 15 to 18 carries. Like, absolutely not. Like they picked up Naeem Hines. So he's also in the fold too. So they just have a full complement of running backs. I don't think Singletary, even if he does get 10 to 12 carries against DJ reader, I don't think he goes over 44. So those are the picks. I am. I have a parlay that is plus 264. I'm both on the Eagles and the Chiefs in the first half, their money line, as well as the first half under in Cowboys versus 49ers. I have a full unit on the Cowboys 49ers under 46 and a half, and I'm on the Bengals plus the four and a half. Colby, your picks. And then let's talk about any leans that we were looking at that we just kind of got out of because, you know, a lot of people want a lot of different picks, and I'm sure that you were considering some plays that just kind of kept you off it at the last moment. But first, go over your main picks, and then we'll talk about some late leans that we had as well. Yeah, yeah. So 49ers, Eagles, Moneyline, Parlay, Eagles minus 7.5, Bengals plus 5.5, Bills, Bengals under 48.5. And if you want to take along, take the ride with me on Trevor Lawrence under an interception in this game after his four interception game. I think that's total market overreaction. Um, you can grab it at plus 130 on DraftKings right now. I'd, I'd sprint and do that. Um, and then I'm also going Daniel Jones under 217 and a half yards, which is up on prize picks right now. Um, Pete, I think the one game that we haven't really talked about, like I brought up Trevor Lawrence, obviously, but we really haven't talked about Chiefs Jaguars. Like we've really stayed away from that game. And I think we have for a reason. So maybe you want to touch on, on why um, you didn't really like a pick in that game. So there's so many conflicting factors here. And I do have the Chiefs through the first half on the money line, which is like minus 280 in that parlay. So like that's the pick because if I'm going to target the Chiefs, I want to do it in the first half. But I truly believe that the Jaguars and Doug Peterson make second half adjustments and end up covering this spread at the end. You know the public is hammering the Chiefs. Um, it's at eight and a half for a reason. I think they're covering for those teasers at two and a half. If you tease the, the Chiefs down at two and a half, like you know everyone and their mother is going to be putting that in their teaser. But I think that the Jaguars can keep this game close, and I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up winning the game. Now, I don't think they're going to win the game, but I don't think a sprinkle on the Jags money line is that bad of a plan. The Chiefs defense is just not very good. The problem is the Jags defense isn't very good either, especially in the first half. That's why I lean towards the Chiefs. But trends would point you towards the Jags in this matchup. And the Jags are kind of like the mini Chiefs in a way. They have the all-world quarterback. They have a lot of good weapons on the outside. They have a good running game. But the defense just isn't there. A really good head coach. They're kind of similar. And the Chiefs, 
we know this. If this was a regular season game, Colby, we'd be on the Jacks. Like we'd be on the Jacks. This is this is yeah. Mahomes as a big oh, yeah. o, uh, a big favorite at home. We'd be licking our chops all over the Jags. And I definitely lean towards the Jags, but I don't think that it'll happen early because I just respect Andy Reid in the first half coming off the bye week with these weeks to prepare for the Jaguars. I just respect him too much to think that the Chiefs don't win through the first half. Yeah, this was such a stay away for me. I mean, you have more money coming in on the Chiefs. I've seen the Chiefs go up to minus nine some places. Um, and then the total's weird too. Like it's gone up because there was money that came in on that over at first up to 53, which is a massive total. Um, but you have some sharp money. You have 35% of the bets, 52% of the handle right now on that under 53. But I cannot justify taking this under, man. Trevor Lawrence has shown that he can score 35, 40 points. Obviously, Mahomes can do that. The Chiefs' defense is suspect. The Jaguars' defense can definitely be suspect. The other thing with the Jaguars is they 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 get a lot of bad penalties. They are the kings yeah. of like the the you know roughing the passer on like third and twelve when they get a stop. If you do that against Mahomes, you are screwed. Like this is like we've seen Justin Herbert in this offense. It hasn't been very good. But they scored a ton of points on this Jaguars team. This Jaguars defense is just not good. And they do not rate well, especially early. We've seen this in games before where this Jaguars team, they were down to the Cowboys, they were down to the Chargers, and then they come back. So that's why I respect the Jags and think they can keep this within the touchdown. But Patrick Mahomes is going for five straight AFC uh, championships. Like, it's hard to fade him. It's really hard to fade him. It's really hard. I mean, and for anybody out there looking back at the game earlier this year, November 13th, um, Chiefs-Jaguars played each other. Chiefs won 27-17. The game really wasn't close. The The Jaguars scored a touchdown late, but the game was really well within hand. Um, but if you remember at that time, like the Jaguars were skidding. They were 3-7. and seven. Chiefs were rolling. They kind of just like rolled through that game. I don't know. I, I think... If you're going to take a bet in this game, I think it's it's Jaguars plus nine, if you can get the nine. Um, but it's not something that I'm like confident in that I'm going to be putting like big money on. I agree. And we would lean towards Eagles minus seven and a half. Well, I have it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I for some reason, I thought that we didn't touch on that game a lot because, you know, we we're talking about parlays and we're just like, I'm on Eagles first half money line. But we are leaning towards the Eagles. But the thing is, Colby, every single trend in the world points you towards the Giants, but every single thing on the field points you towards the Eagles. And I think we are on the same page of if the Eagles dominated like they did earlier in the season, instead of coasting into the second half, this line would be nine and a half, 10. Let the, me check. Pick the it stupid Giants, dude, the stupid Giants. And I say that with, you know, complete respect for respect. the Giants. No, I, I, I'm I respect the shit out of Brian Dable. I think he is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And it's clear what he's done with Daniel Jones. Like this Giants team continues to defy the odds, kind of like the Bengals have too, where they just cover these big spreads, especially Daniel Jones on the road. But when Lane Johnson, Jordan Davis, and Jalen Hurts are on the same field and they're at home, hard to find a better team in the NFL. Pete, we always talk about how a lot of the money comes in on these games, like either day before, day of. And we also have talked about how Pickett is a pretty damn sharp group. Like most of the money you're seeing on Pickett, like these are these are betters, right? They're, they're, they're into gambling. They're into the market. 
it's kind of like action network like you see on like for example like you'll see on a vsin where you know more public money is on the bengals but then you go to action and you see 67% of the money is on the bills cuz that's cuz they're tracking real betters while vsin is tracking all of draftkings which is why you got to use multiple sources use covers.com use picket there are all these free resources that you should use to help you handicap a game so one thing I find interesting here, and this really supports my Eagles bet, I think, is right now on VEASAN, 70% of bets, 65% of the handle is on Giants plus seven and a half. So a lot of bettors are coming in, liking the Giants with a touchdown. It's just so pretty. They played well last weekend against the Vikings. But then you go to pick it. 45, 46% of bets are on the Eagles minus seven and a half. 66% of the money. That is a really good split, in my opinion, this early in the week when a lot of the money, like there's not a huge handle out there on this game yet. There's 345,000. The handle on this game, I bet on Pickett, is going to go well over a million. So oh, yeah. this is very early money, but I like seeing that split early. Um, and I think some some sharper bettors are grabbing this Eagles at minus seven and a half. I could even see the Eagles going to minus eight and above. Wouldn't be shocked. That'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. I am now 73-51-3 against the spread this season, winning at a 59% rate. But we have been strictly up and down these past few weeks. Um, we win some, we lose some. That's betting on the NFL, but I'm very confident in these picks, plus 18.02 units this year. We're going to continue to roll. Make sure to download Picket because on this episode, of course, it's Thursday. Right, the game starts out to Saturday or Sunday. We're probably going to have more picks. Like maybe that interception prop for Trevor Lawrence comes up on prize picks. Maybe we put in other entries. I know I put in more entries over the weekend. So make sure if you want all of our picks, download the Picket Sports app. Follow us. Our Twitters are the same as our Picket Sports usernames. And on my Twitter, I'm still doing a giveaway for Picket. If you quote tweet that tweet. You'll be entered in to win 100 bucks, and I'm giving that away to three different people. Re but remember, everybody, none of this was gambling advice.